When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. We all sick of each other? Not yet. No. Hung out no. with each other on Friday night. Hung out with each other yesterday. We all sick with each other? Well, I think the introvert over here is just trying to be nice. <laughs> no, no. no, I'm cool. <laughs> it was fun. We had a photo shoot yesterday. And we do these once every how long? Last one was five years ago. Was it really? Yeah. I know. It feels like it was just a couple of years ago, but yeah, it was five. You had a factor in the pandemic, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're always the kiss of death for us because right after we <laughs> spend all this money and spend all this time doing one of these like team photo shoots, somebody bails. <laughs> it never failed. It, it, like, it, it never failed. Yeah, tw- like two times in a row we did it, and Cassie was like, dang it! That's why I rotated people out of the group yep. photos. <laughs> I like started, I was like, nobody get offended when I tell you to get out of the photo just in case. I doubt anyone's going to leave, but it is a fail-save, so we don't have to do another shoot. <laughs> We're very lucky in what we do, mm-hmm. as I was there yesterday, and I mean, how, we, we get paid to do photos together. I know. Uh, and... I hope you guys have this in your office also. I know when I was coming in this morning, I was reflecting back on yesterday and on Friday night when we were all hanging out at a concert also. It's just that they have a pretty cool thing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mm-hmm. do this for a living here and with people we like. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, I don't this, like Abby that much. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about in therapy later. <laughs> with most people, but we're pretty lucky. We're, we're extremely really, lucky. Really, really lucky. And then just from like a, um, like pull the curtain back from a radio standpoint to have the staff that we do, oh God. It, we, we say it constantly, but it's true it's an embarrassment of riches because not many morning shows roll this deep right. we got a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting there yesterday with our operations manager tracy and mikey has his back to me she goes who's that <laughs> <laughs> so we got so many people our ops manager doesn't even know so our phone screener mikey shows up and did this dude look like it was eighth grade like picture day he really did <laughs> yeah. He looked at me and he's like, do I look like a pirate? I'm like, Mikey, you look like a lot of things right now. A pirate is not one of them. <laughs> so incredibly random. All right. So, here, you know, we were going to talk about this on Friday and we ran out of time. But I think it's it's white people. We got to have a talk here about hygiene. <laughs> OK. All right. So this started a while back with this whole joke that white people, most white people don't use washcloths in the shower, which was news to me because I've watched. I've used one my entire life. So the joke, I didn't get at all. But it turns out about 50% of white people aren't using washcloths. Which it was news to me because I was watching an episode of Atlanta. And I'm like, why do they keep cracking jokes about white people not having washcloths? Like, I'm so confused because I use one also. But then when we talked about it on air, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we are gross. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> so here's another one now. Um, white folks, we just got to do better. These are the Kelsey brothers. Uh, they both play in the NFL, and they have a podcast. They're both really funny guys, very talented dudes. And they played against each other in the Super Bowl. And they played, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they were starting to talk about some hygiene stuff on their podcast this week that, again, made me cringe as a white person. When showering, is it acceptable to use shampoo conditioner to wash your body? My husband is convinced that the only way to properly clean one's body is to use actual body wash. Well, Aubrey, I hate to side with the male on this one. What? Are you serious? You've never been washing your hair and just taking the suds and wash the rest of your body? If I want to wash my body, I'm using the body wash. One thing that I got out of this, Aubrey Grover, is that you and your husband are white. If she's washing her body with shampoo, she's white. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there a second part of that also about just like washing your bits? Not just that. I think you took that out. But there's, yeah, one of them says like, well, let's be honest. The only thing that I shower anyway are, I think he calls them the hot parts. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Under the arm. Under yeah. the butt crack. Yeah. And nothing else? Absolutely not. What? Yeah, no. No way. Yeah, because I, I hate to break it to you. Not just those areas get dirty. Right. Every, like, <laughs> everything, Everyone. everything gets dirty. So do you use a shampoo on the rest of your body also and not use soap or a body wash? Never. I've never used shampoo. Now, to be fair, we're all covered in hair. Some more than others. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not me. You'd be surprised how little hair I have right now. Because you remove all of it. Um, so I... But no, I've never. And my concern would be, I feel like it would burn in areas it's it's not supposed to get in. Yeah, because it's not meant for there. Right. And here's the thing too: soap is formulated for your hair, so it's not as much of a detergent as regular soap. I'm sorry, shampoo is formulated for your hair, mm. so it's not as strong as regular soap. So it's made to wash your hair and be gentle on your hair. It's not made to wash like dirt and sweat off your skin. <laughs> yeah, and these five-on-one now body washes that are supposed to wash oh. your face and your body and also take rust off of your car. <laughs> you, can, you can brush your teeth with them all. So I don't trust any of that. It's got to do one thing and it's got to do it well. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I think as white people, we got to just do better. I don't need multi-use soap. <laughs> use body wash. Oh, use, use body wash. Yes, please. The Burt Show. All right, so, um, Mo, you do learn a super valuable lesson, super valuable lesson when it comes to progr- uh, procrastinating. The, the older I get, the more I realize that sometimes life genuinely has the greatest sense of humor of all time. <laughs> and that moment was never more prevalent than when I was in Columbia with a friend of mine. Because he procrastinated so long on a project, it ended up biting him in the butt. And here's what happened. So we fly out there together, and it's partially my fault because I am always trying to force him to arrange his schedule around when I can travel. So sometimes he'll have to cut a project short and get it done at a different time so that he can fly out with me. So we get there the very first day, and he's like, listen, I have this really big project due for this really big network, and it's a really big deal. Regardless of what I do, do not let me leave this trip without getting this project done. And he does voiceovers, he does production, and it's for a commercial. And it's a really big network, so it's a really big deal. And they want him to film this commercial with just him in it, and he's just speaking to the camera, he's speaking about the brand, he's speaking about the product, delivering the commercial, and getting it out. And so the first day goes by, and we're like, all right, let's do it today, let's knock it out, let's get it done the first day. We ended up not doing it. We're like, we'll do it after this drink. That didn't happen. Of course not, right? It's like the worst idea ever. One drink and then we'll get our stuff done. There's no such thing as one drink. Never, (laughs) especially in Colombia. Right. So we have the first drink. We're like, all right, we'll get to it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Let's just go to the beach first. (laughs) We'll do it when we get back. The third day, same exact thing. We ended up going out. We don't get it done. So now it's the fourth day. It's literally due. I think he said he had to have it in by like 7 p.m. or something like that. And if it's late, then he gets docked, they lose money, it's a big deal. So around, I want to say 4.30, I'm looking at the clock, I'm like, bro, you, you got to get this done. And what makes it even worse is I had a fantasy football draft, which isn't really worth much, but I made sure to get my fantasy football draft. <laughs> I found the time to get that in, but he still has not turned in his work project. So around 5 o'clock comes, and we kind of start to get into a panic, and we're like, all right, we have to go get this done now. So we literally stop everything that we're doing. We go back to the suite, and we're like, we're going to get it done. Now, he wanted me to help him because he had to set up all of the equipment and get it all and get him right. So I'm like, cool, I'll come with you. I'll help you. We go back to the suite, which we felt like was perfect for him to shoot the background because it had a nice background, nice backdrop. It was like the perfect setup. So as soon as we get back, he starts taking out all of his equipment. I didn't realize he had so much equipment to set up, but he, it made sense because his stuff is like high-end, high-tech. So at this point, it's probably 5.30. So I'm like, dude, I thought you was going to pull out like a, a, a little microphone and then we'd be done here. It takes us... A good hour, maybe, to set it up, to get the tripod right, to get the background right. He has to zoom in. He has to do all of these things. Finally, after an hour of putting all of this equipment together, he has 30 minutes at this point to get this project in. He sits down, and right as I'm about to start hitting record, we're in Columbia. It's almost 7 p.m. 
Neighbors start playing the piano. Of <gasps> no. <course. laughs> so loud. Like ridiculously loud. And so we're trying to wait now. Like there's nothing else for us to do but sit there and wait for them to stop because what else are we going to do? They don't stop. Just keep going. Just keeps going and going and going for like literally almost the entire 30 minutes. And so we didn't know. So by the time, like 20 minutes go by and we start breaking the equipment down to take it somewhere else. Because what else are we going to do? We're sitting there literally listening, having another drink, waiting for him to film this commercial. <laughs> because we don't know what else to do. And they won't stop. And so finally he breaks the equipment down. And then when it was like 10 minutes left, they finally stop. So we start to set the equipment back up. No. They start going. Oh, it's almost like they're looking in there. Yes. So at some point, he just said he had to use some type of noise reduction feature, and he literally had to cut the commercial on top of the noise in the background and send it in to this major company with with that there because it there was nothing else that we could possibly do. Has he gotten any feedback yet? Yeah. And apparently, um, <laughs> they heard it. They did. No. Yes, they heard it. He was able to get most of it down. But, I mean, if you listen, like, really closely and intently, yeah. Yeah. you can kind of hear it in the background. But he tried. He added some music, but they didn't like the music. That was the problem. They wanted to do it without the music. So when he had to send it with the, without the music, you could hear it. It's Damn. And, yeah, so he, he failed that project. He blames me for it. I don't think it was my fault. But, yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't work I out for him. He's not blaming you for it. He's definitely blaming me for Why? it. Why? Well, because I, I made him come a day earlier. And if I didn't make him come a day uh, earlier, then he would have been able to send the project. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. So no, he's no, blaming me for it. Because he had all those days to get it done while he was there. He blames me for that, too. But I don't know how that. <laughs> I told him you should have came upstairs when I did my fantasy football draft. And then you would have been fine. But we waited to the last minute. Is, and it, is this the same dude that slept in the shower? Same guy. Okay. okay. That cool. makes some sense It's now. all making sense now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The Birch Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Birch Show's entertainment buzz. Okay, so let's do a wellness check on some of our favorite celeb couples. How's Jay-Z and Beyonce doing? They're still together. Love that for them. How's Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively doing? Oh, still together. Ah, yes. Now, what about John Krasinski and Emily Blunt? Yeah, they're still together. All right, how's Hugh Jackman and his wife, Deborah Lee Furness, doing? <laughs> we lost another good couple. 27 years? 27 years they're divorcing. They put out a joint statement that said, our journey's now shifting and we have decided to pursue our individual growth. 27 I hated wow. seeing that. So did I. Because they, I mean, you never know what's going on, you know, behind closed doors. But for the longest time, they just, they look like they had figured it out, you know? Like mm -hmm. what... But what I mean when I say it, they look like they figured out they they look like they have figured out the key to longevity in a relationship. Yeah, I just always assumed at some point or another in your marriage, you just both give up, yeah. <laughs> and you're both okay with it. Yeah. Like you know what, we're in this for 25 years. There are the things that have been annoying me, but you know what, we're here. We've got time together. We'll just suck it up and live the rest of our lives together. But at some point, maybe you just go, nope. Not gonna happen. <laughs> it really does seem like after twenty five years, you just got to figure it out. Right? Like, you can't. You can't leave each other after twenty five. I just can't imagine you would want to get back in the game. Like yeah. you found somebody. It's rough out here. <laughs> and you have the option to stay with someone who you know what you put up with for this long. I mean. Couldn't you make it work for another 25? You know, they're getting up there in age. They don't got to wait that much longer. <laughs> so if you see Wolverine on Tinder, you know it's legit now. No, Wolverine can hit me up. But I'm going to swipe with those talents. I'm just going to scrape the screen. So I do wonder. So their youngest kid is 18. I do wonder if they were waiting specifically yeah. because now that she's an uh, adult. So that breaks my heart even more because I'm like, well, maybe after 27 years, this was just the right time. But after looking at their kids' ages, I was like, oh, it kind of does look. Like, that's I'm, what my parents did. I'm curious in a case like that, like if they're waiting and waiting for the kids to get out of the house, and that's the only reason why they're mm -hmm. together, when they the kids finally leave and the parents are like, okay, this divorce is over, are the kids like, oh, this came out of nowhere, or are they like, oh, yeah, we saw this coming? I mean, my brother and I knew. You knew. Yeah. 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 I mean, they could have stayed together, and that would have been, either way, my brother and I would have been accepting of it, but the divorce, I mean, it, it doesn't come like as a full-blown shock. Was there ever a time where they were arguing so much or you were just like in the back of your head going, God, I just wish they'd get divorced already. They never argued in front of us. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No, they never argued in front of us. Yeah, I think we've debated this. Is it better as the child to see your parents like argue and work it out or would you rather them never argue in front of you at all? 
Yeah. I think it's an honorable thing to do. I was watching the new Kelsey documentary and their parents ended up getting divorced, but they were like, there was no way we could split up because our kids were our priority. We had to take them to football pl- mm. practice. We had to take them to hockey practice. I think it's honorable, but I do think in some cases it's better to just split mm. up and move on to a happier relationship. Is NSYNC going to drop a Christmas album? Well, I'll tell you what Lance and Joey just posted that makes me think, yes, it's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Mo, how much do you think on a yearly basis you spend on dating? Ooh. Throughout the whole year. Throughout the entire year. Um, Because you're kind of old school. Like, you're like, if we're going out, I'm paying for it. Well, I figure a couple dates a month. Average out at about probably $150 a day, $300 a month. Carry the one. one. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have to do long math, so we're going to be here a lot. The new math. Uh, What is that? 12 times 300? About $3,600 probably? $3,600 a year? Is that what we're looking Uh at? Is that including gifts? No. You got to include gifts. I think I want to be single again. (laughs) (laughs) The average American invests about $120,000 in dating. $120,000 in dating? A year? In a lifetime? In a lifetime. Oh. That's still a hell of a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Makes sense with all the therapy bills I have. (laughs) Uh, And they list grooming, cosmetic products, 22% of millennials, 19% of Gen Z have dating debt. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, flag on the play. That includes cosmetics and grooming. So haircuts yeah. and getting your nails done. It doesn't seem like it should go in that category, no, right? No, I, yeah. I would do that kind of stuff even if I weren't dating. 21% of those between 18 and 34 say they spent over 500 bucks in or in, in dating debt last year. Unless you're specifically going out like you're buying an outfit for mm-hmm. a date. Yeah. You're getting your nails done Damn. for the date. $120,000 is not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money. From what you guys are saying, what's out there, it's not, it doesn't sound worth it. I don't know. Sometimes I can get a guy to spend a good amount of money on me. It's starting to add up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Speaking about dates, our phone screener Mikey here is in a tough situation because uh, he's about to get in a fight with a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll I'll still lose that one. Um, Yeah, so there's a fella, he's a bouncer at a bar, and uh, he's trying to court my lady. How, okay, how so? Um, so. Do you mean how's he a bouncer at a bar in a wheelchair? (laughs) How so is he courting his lady? Thank you very much. Well, it's not all his fault. Previous to knowing me, she was feeling good one night, and she called him daddy. So, <laughs> she called the bouncer in the wheelchair, Daddy. Why? Because she was drunk. I, I, she yeah. doesn't know. Nobody knows. I mean, you call, yeah. <laughs> but, like, unprovoked? Like, yep. you're walking into the bar and she's just like, hey, Daddy. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Th- he's a he's a real flirt, this guy, too. Yeah. Checks her, her license, down. probably. <laughs> lets her in. And then she's like, thanks, Daddy, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Then she went back the next week and apologized. But, oh, uh, yeah. she, <laughs> she felt bad about it. I'm more <laughs> offended that she went back than I am. I actually didn't place. mean that. Um, yeah, so he's he's trying to court her is the problem now. He's got a crush on her. The latest thing to happen was he's invited her to Thanksgiving with his family. Oh, <laughs> oh so it's real. I thought he was just like flirting with her in front of you. No, he's no, like he's trying to wife trying her to up. Get her he's home. trying to marry her. And so it was her birthday the other night. So we were hanging out there. We were having fun. Um... He rolls up to me and he says, "Literally, literally." Yeah. <laughs> he rolled up on me. This is not using slang here. No. He's roll up on oh, me. Man, really pulled up. Yep. <laughs> he pulled up on me. Um, <laughs> it parallel parked right between the chairs. Um, but he said, he said this to me: "Are you gonna make sure she gets home safe?" Not all. <laughs> he cares about her way more than you do. Uh, no. Maybe she's better safe. Well, I'm thinking I need to get home safe, but also, <laughs> yeah, like, what are you offering right now to take my lady home with you? What kind of what kind of question is that? Yeah, and the question wasn't, "Hey, both of you guys need to get home no. safe." Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, "Are you going to make sure she's?" He don't care about you. Do you need my help getting your girlfriend home? <laughs> and I said yes, so we loaded up in the car and took her home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm kind of in a weird situation here. 
I don't I don't really know what to do. I'm not fighting anybody. Well, I mean, surely she, not now. I feel like <laughs> it's not, this is not something that <laughs> you need to squash. This is something she needs to handle because she hmm. shouldn't lead on the bouncer in the wheelchair. Should she go to Thanksgiving? What? No. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a question? He's joking. She didn't say yes, did she? No. no. But he knows that she's with all this, yeah. right? And he's still all disrespecting this. you like that. Yeah, I know. Did he not <laughs> take a look at me yet? I feel like you should um, challenge him to a duel like it's the olden days. See, I'll meet you at dawn, buddy. Maybe, maybe he can get you a wheelchair and y'all can joust. I was thinking maybe yes. like the wheelchair basketball or something. I like this. You need to wear like a batting glove in there one night and just take it off finger by finger. Yeah. <laughs> and then just slap them across both cheeks, and it is on at six. And Abby, it was always high noon when they met out on the streets oh. and did the duel. Yeah. Not up on my medieval history. Yeah. <laughs> it's but a no-win situation. He like is kind of cool, though, because he has this one chair that he wor- wears sometimes. I guess you don't wear it. <laughs> oh, but he switches yeah. it up. He's, he's got, it doesn't have any front wheels on it, so it balances all day. Yeah. So, I don't know. He is kind of a catch. But that may help a body strong too. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's a losing proposition. <laughs> fighting somebody in a wheelchair, you're I'm supposed to win, it. and if you don't, dude, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, how about yeah. the idea that you probably shouldn't fight somebody in a wheelchair? Well, you shouldn't fight anybody, but it's—I uh, I mean, you pulled up on them. Perception, yeah, you got pulled up on. <laughs> Perception-wise, you don't give more of a break for being in a wheelchair. Just <laughs> kill this girl. Yeah, I'm just saying. He's being you, rude, man. I'm just saying, you do that, you're gonna go viral in a really bad way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not wanting to, but these these fists don't see handicap. <laughs> oh my, they don't see a handicap sticker. <laughs> now, are you are you sure he is hitting on your girlfriend and not doing it in like like I remember when I was in college and we had bars we would like habit the bartenders we became friends with, but in not in a like romantic way, but in a way they would look out for you in almost a big brother or almost like a weird. Daddy, drunk, drunk daddy. Yeah, way. Like, honestly, in a drunk daddy way, but without all the ick. Like, are you sure he's not coming at it? Like, make sure my bar daughter gets home safe. I'm absolutely positive. And if he said that that's his bar daughter, I'd also have a problem. <laughs> As you should, my friend. The Bird Show. All right. So, what do you have going on in your life you want to share with Bird Show fan that can try and get you some advice? Because uh, in this email last week, she was saying that she was super excited to move in with her boyfriend and then man did he throw her a uh, curveball at the last minute yeah she wanted some outside perspective because they are moving in together and she thought because money was tight they would get a one bedroom and that was the obvious choice but then he threw in a curveball saying that they should get a two bedroom not for guests but because he actually likes to sleep alone and have his own space and maybe they could have separate bedrooms and she didn't know if that was a red flag because she had never heard of that and she feels like most couples don't do that so she didn't know if that was something she should be concerned about or if she should actually like leave the relationship or just give the man what he wants so we are trying to figure out what happened after that i'm still somewhat upset about the whole separate bedroom thing but i decided not to make a bigger deal out of it after hearing what you all said i decided i don't want to risk making things worse and potentially push him away or jeopardize our plan to move in together on the apartment front, we did manage to find one that fits our budget and meets most of our requirements. So we are probably going back on Monday to sign the lease. We should move in in a couple of weeks. And even though I'm not thrilled with his needing his own room, I'm willing <laughs> to give it a shot and see how it goes. Huh? Maybe I just need to have an open mind. Maybe there will be positives for both of us. That being said, I do have some concerns in the back of my mind. If we end up seeming more like roommates than a couple and start sleeping in separate spaces more often than not, it's going to be a pretty telling sign about our relationship. I mean, I mean, we moved in together to grow closer and share our lives, right? If we end up sleeping apart or spending time in separate spaces, that will be a red flag for me. But for now, I'm trying to stay positive and not jump to conclusions. Uh, are you done with the email? I'm sorry. No, I'm not done. Okay. I'll give this living arrangement a chance, and hopefully it'll turn out to be one of those quirks that we laugh about. Anyway, thanks for your input. Uh, Cass, I want to get your input on this uh, in a second, but I told you guys before that Tiffany, my fiance, um, sleeps in the same bed with her nine-year-old daughter. Oh, no, the emails. Um, <laughs> some, that really freaks out some of you guys. Oh, my God, don't do that, but whatever. So about half of the time, we're in my room together, and the other half, she's in with Eliza, and they're by themselves. And I in no way, shape, or form feel like it's not 
intimate or it's some kind of roommate situation. Doesn't feel like that to but me. But take Eliza out of it. You're living with somebody and they just, there's not another reason to sleep in the bedroom except for they just want to be by themselves. I like sleeping alone. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I sleep better when I sleep alone. So do I. But it would be odd. It would yeah. be really odd. But you and Chad did this for a while. We did for quite a while. Like I would say over the course of a couple of years and I did get excellent sleep. And there is something lovely about having your own bedtime routine in a way. Like I can spray whatever sprays I want. Like it just, it's a space that's yours. But I will be honest, it put distance between us and yeah. I did feel and it wasn't distance to the point where it was we were angry at each other or it was causing problems it just it did feel more like a roommate situation like ships passing in the night hmm. and it's weird those little touch points you have when you go to bed together even if it's just a little conversation a little hug a little kiss goodnight it really does change things it's true but I am still a big advocate for your own space because if you're if you're privileged, you might have grown up with your own space or gone to college and had your own room or lived alone and had your own room. And then you end up moving in with someone and all of a sudden every space is shared. So for me, the compromise would be like you have your own room with all your stuff in it, but maybe we sleep together in the same bed most of the time. For me, it's the going to bed part. It's not having your individual space. It's the going to bed part. And when you wake up and they're not there, mm -hmm. then you just do your own thing in the morning. It's very easy to get back into your own solo routine and just kind of not forget that they exist, but just not incorporate them into it. And I think you got to remember, just do what works for you guys. Mm -hmm. You know what? As I've said before, when you look at divorce rates or you look at breakup rates, they're so high, yet we keep still doing the same things over and over and over again. You guys just might be a different couple, and this might work for you, and it doesn't need to make sense to anybody but you guys. But I want her to recognize you have compromised by moving into a two-bedroom so he can have his own individual space, which I think is great. Now, when you guys move in together, if he is sleeping more times than not in that other bedroom and you are uncomfortable with that, he also needs to compromise because that's what you do when you move in with somebody. Mm -hmm. And you need to make sure you voice that and don't worry about being a burden or you're overthinking it or you're asking for too much. No, I mean, y you are also entitled to feel comfortable and safe and loved in your relationship. So if you prefer him, like, yeah, you have your space, and you can have that twice a week, but the other five days, you need to sleep in our shared bedroom. 100%. 100%. So make sure you, you don't sacrifice yourself for him. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Burt Show. I had a task for everybody on the show and they brought their A game. I am proud to say. I was watching the Sex in the City finale and uh, well, I keep calling it Sex in the City. I was watching the And Just Like That finale um, and Carrie Bradshaw is having what she's calling the Last Supper and she asked all of her friends around the table to choose one word that they want to let go. Why was this the Last Supper? Well, I don't want to ruin the episode for people oh, who haven't okay. seen it. There's a reason for it. Because two people are going to die? No. <laughs> Someone's it's getting crucified. <laughs> it's not Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> She's saying goodbye to something that is not a person. So they're having a Last Supper, okay? 
Um, and so everybody goes around the table and they say this one word that they want to let go. Not a word they no longer want to say, but a word that represents something in their life that they want to let go. And the rule at the dinner was you only say the word. That was it. No explanation needed. You said the word and you moved on. So I asked all of us, what would what is one word that you would like to let go? Um, so what we're going to do here is everybody's going to share their word with no excla- um, with no explanation. But we do have what we call bonus BS. So if it gets dropped every Monday morning and we go into a deep dive of these words that we are about to share with you. So once you hear this word, if you are intrigued and would like to know why we chose said word, you can go to thebertshow.com slash bonus BS. You could sign up and you can find out why these words were so profound to us. And it got deep. It did. Uh, my word was lint liquor. No, that is, okay, <laughs> one. one. <laughs> that, that, that's uh, two words. All right, so I had to erase that <laughs> is one. Is that not hyphenated? <laughs> Technically, yes. So I ended up going with appease. My word is caring. My word is abuse. And mine is contempt. And my word was distrust. This got real deep. On the bonus content. Real deep. There, there were tears. Yeah. <laughs> it got so deep that the second part of the bonus content, we had to do nothing but animal fart. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, needed, we needed a chaser. We needed to balance the bonus content out. <laughs> we, we cleansed our palate with animal farts yes, we after did. we did that one. You have right. a nice balance this week for the bonus BS. So you can get to both deep talk or animal farts. Guess the animal fart. Hey, you were pleasantly surprised. It went way better than I thought okay. it was going to. It really did. <laughs> Cassie brought the heat with her animal farts. Uh, Thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. All right, Abby's on TikTok probably more than the rest of us, and this one here just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm on TikTok a little too much, and I was scrolling through my For You page last week, and I was so confused because I kept coming across these videos of girls asking their boyfriends how often they think about the Roman Empire. I'm like, why are they, why are they asking them this question? This is so random. Well, apparently, there was one TikTok that went viral that set this off and unearthed the fact that I guess men think about the Roman Empire a lot more than really anybody should. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Once a week or so. What? What specifically about the Roman Empire are you thinking about once a week? Sometimes it's the long-standing misattribution of the word vomitorium. <laughs> and sometimes it's just, you know, Colosseum looks cool. Do you think about that week. once a week? And there's other stuff, too, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot what, of stuff. What other stuff? There's a lot of stuff. The big empire. Is it you know, <laughs> Adrian's wall just pops into my head. Are you f***ing with me? Did you see this meme? Nope. Are you kidding? I, I have no idea what meme you're talking about. <laughs> so women are just so confused. They're like, why do you feel the need to think about the Roman Empire? Because it's not just this one guy. It's thousands of guys on TikTok. So at first when I knew you, what you were going to talk about, I thought this was ridiculous. But I think of the Roman Empire no. in a roundabout way every single day. Every single day? Every, day? every single day. Do you remember that book that I shared with you, The Daily Stoic? Yes, I And do. that's from a philosopher from the Roman Empire. So technically, uh, I'm thinking about it every day. Oh. No, no, you nah. have to like so, count? think nah. about the Roman Empire. Because I saw this too, and I asked all my guy friends, and all of my husband's guy friends got, I never text them, and out of the blue, I send this text. And literally, every day, every week, some were quarterly, the only people <laughs> who did not say every day were my brown friends. Really? Uh-huh. My, my Indian and Pakistani friends were like, mm, maybe once in a while. But never. the white boys, I mean, it is top of mind. This, I, I feel like this is some kind of Jedi mind trick here. No yeah. way guys Just, are thinking about no, this every day. Because there's so much to think about. Some of them think about it in the terms of the downfall in, of Rome and where politics they think feel like is taking America. Some of it just think like, yo, the Coliseum's cool. Or I watched Gladiator <laughs> last week and that was neat. Like literally, I think because it's, the Roman Empire encompasses so much stuff. There's always something to think about. But I thought it was a joke, too. But, like, men are really out here being, like, every day, at least once a week. Just this past Friday, it was the 15th, which is the Ides of the month. And when you think Ides, you think March 15th, the Ides of March. 
That's when Julius Caesar died. We had a whole conversation about <laughs> it on Friday. Julius Caesar, Roman Empire. I, I still didn't think about it. <laughs> In the middle of a conversation about the Roman Empire, I'm not thinking of the Roman not Empire. Thinking about it. <laughs> The Burt Show. All right, so what is going on in your life that you want to get some advice from Burt Show fam all around the country? It doesn't even matter what it's about. Um, you can hit us up at com. And in this case here, she's wondering if she should help her friends serve divorce papers or just stay out of the whole mess. Good morning, Cassie, Kristen, Mo, Burt, and Abby. I'm currently going through a dilemma with some beloved friends of mine. Let's call them Chandler and Monica. I am best friends with Chandler. He and I bonded in high school, and I have traveled across the world to visit him while he was training in the Navy in Japan. He is a top-tier friend whom I am always honest with and have always helped out. He was married at the young age of 22. When he first introduced me to Monica, I instantly fell in love with her. You know how when you meet someone for the first time, you can see the warmth exuding from their entire being? Almost like what I imagine it would look like if Mother Teresa were to come down from heaven and caress my cheek. She's the type of person where if you mention you like something, not only will she get it for you, but she'll get you options. For example, I told her how much I liked her eyeshadow. I saw her the following month, and not only did she get me the eyeshadow, but she got me a couple more styled similarly. I mean, who freaking does that? They were my it couple. The couple that complimented each other and who I aspired to be like in my relationship. But then I got a call from Chandler. Do you think having kids is important? Apparently, they had never had the conversation of kids before. It was understood that they both wanted kids, but didn't think 22 was the right age to have one. Eight years later, we're all turning 30, and suddenly, it's an absolute no on the kids' front from Monica. Chandler and I spoke for the next couple weeks as I helped him sift through his thoughts of whether he thought kids were a necessity for him. At the end of it, he decided that having kids was something important to him. And I told him that if Monica doesn't want to have kids and he decides to stay with her, he's going to end up resenting her. I am sad that they are going through the process of a divorce. But that's where Chandler, Chandler called back again and asked, can you help me serve the papers to Monica? I'm feeling two different ways. If I am the one to serve papers, I could be the one there to comfort her as well. But from what he's telling me about their relationship, since they do live together, they are almost like roommates with no emotional ties. So it shouldn't be too bad. Not only that, but it would be as if I'm picking sides and I love them both. Two, how do I tell my friend no without having it seem like I don't support him in his time of need? Please help. He texted me yesterday and I haven't responded. I know he's going to call me soon to follow up. Tell me what to do. I swear I will not be an asshole. <laughs> you guess? I mean, this is so, so rough because I, I know those types of couples where you see them and you idolize them and you see it break apart slowly. And for you to be the one to give those papers, I know is not going to feel good, but I actually do feel like you could really be there for your friend in, in her time of need rather than it feeling like a cold and clinical thing for some random to come and like serve her the papers. You could actually be the one to maybe soften the blow and be there for her in what's going to be a really vulnerable moment. I really hope that she doesn't now associate you with that moment. I hope she does see it now as, as you being there for her, her support. But if I were you, I actually think I would step in because I think you're doing both Chandler a favor and Monica a favor. How did, does she, serving... did, she, did she say in this email that they, she was close to both of them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How does serving papers work? Like, is that how you like, uh, well, initiate of, the entire thing? First of all, I didn't know that could, it, it could be done by somebody that didn't have like an official whatever, whatever. Yeah. I didn't think you could just give it to friends. I, I think it has to be done by like an official. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. I thought, too, but I was just going along with this. So I thought maybe yeah. I didn't know better. <laughs> um, yeah, and I... Like somebody from the court. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a coin, a port... Yeah, uh -huh. that, that doesn't... This is... I don't know. Yeah. It's not making sense to me. Um, but would you rather get served from somebody you know or from a stranger? Stranger. Stranger. Somebody that For has sure. to be there. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I know they don't want to be there. Um, it's a complete stranger. It, I would stay away from this completely. 
This I just feels too. like overstepping a boundary. And it's so hard when a couple breaks up anyway, because there's like this natural, it doesn't have to be this way. It certainly was in my marriage and I hated it that people felt like they needed to pick a side or were getting pressured uh, to pick a side. And it shouldn't have to be that way. So inserting yourself right in the middle of it is really like, it's unfair. Was she still a friend? I would be there for her mm-hmm. and I would comfort her. I would comfort him and I would comfort her, the both of them as best I can. But as far as like getting involved with it, legality of the divorce Mm-mm. no girl you i, I think honestly i think that's kind of unfair of him to ask you to do that yeah i'm not doing that no way i wouldn't want to associate myself with the end of their relationship and that's what that's what i would tell my friend I, i'll be there for you i'll support you through it but i i simply do not want to be a part of watching you guys come to an end i feel like y'all have to handle that without me um, this says process shall be served by the sheriff of the county where the action is uh, brought on or where the defendant is found or by the deputy or by the marshal or sheriff of the court or by his deputy or by any citizen of the United States specifically appointed by the court for that purpose. So maybe he could get her appointed by the court? Yeah. That, okay. Well, that dude. seems like a much. lot of work. Yeah. I know, right? Just get some rando. Yeah, yeah. Sure. rando. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Lance Bass and Joey Fatone are teasing something on their socials, and fans think it's going to be an NSYNC Christmas album. So yesterday, both of them posted this really short clip on their Instagrams where they're both wearing holiday attire. There's Christmas decor in the background. They're holding gifts. And then they look at camera, but it's supposed to be like they're at a door. And so they knock on the door. It's... And they said, hello, hey, boys, we're here, we brought pie, and then it cuts out. We get no more information about that. And now fans are thinking, okay, well, we've heard rumors that they might be going on tour, they might be going, they might be the Super Bowl halftime show, but at the very least, it seems like we might be getting a Christmas album. I have a slightly different theory. No? Well, maybe, but... I wouldn't be surprised. So Joey and Lance hang out with AJ and Nick from the Backstreet Boys, like an inordinate amount. So the point where like the Backstreet Boys have learned the moves to bye, bye, bye. I bet there would be a crossover single with Backstreet (gasps) and NSYNC that comes out. If anything, easier than a Christmas album because NSYNC's done a Christmas album. I don't see them doing that as much as I see a collab with the Backstreet Boys, which would make literally every 90s girl lose their damn minds. I don't think that that's... Is that even legal? Why would it be legal? <laughs> <laughs> the cops aren't going to come I mean, after you. You yeah. can't cross streams, Cassie. Right. They were such rivals back in the day. This is like DC and Marvel <laughs> doing a movie together. You can't do this. It is. But AJ and Nick have crossed crossed the picket line, and they've reached out to Joey and Lance, and they hang out now. Like, oh, Scabs. when I say an inordinate amount, I mean, like, literally every couple of months, there's a TikTok of them hanging out together, doing some kind of thing, and, like, having fun. Why don't they just start their own band with the interested that members? That is not allowed. Okay. That is not allowed. <laughs> back sync. I think <laughs> back sync's back. All right. <laughs> to me, that makes a lot of sense because they don't get super specific. They say, hey, boys, we're here. And that would be kind of a fun tease if it was going to be a Backstreet Boys and then NSYNC collab, kind of like throwing it out there, but also like it could be NSYNC, but it could also be the Backstreet Boys. Now, Joey Paton was at a 90s con in Florida, and he actually Tease that a tour with NSYNC could definitely be possible. I'm over it. I'm over. I, I'm, At some I'm point, jaded. you need to be kissed and not teased. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% it. After the whole VMA debacle and like them coming out and only presenting an award and then all this chatter about Super Bowl and a tour and an album and then this, I'm over it. Like either S or get off the pot. Can I'm you done. do this, cast? Does this work for everybody? If on Justin Timberlake's tour, because we know he's going on tour, mm-hmm. right? Could the rest of the guys open for him? No. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> JC Shazay could. God. I would go. I would go just for that. And Joey saying that to me confirms there's no tour, oh, which is uh-huh. such a big letdown. Like, because they have been, like, releasing little social media nuggets on all of the platforms. And it, they are. Like Kristen said, they're teasing something. But I don't think they even know what they're teasing. No. I feel like they're building up hype mm-hmm. for whatever. And it's going to be some, like, lame-ass single. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to see if people get excited. Yeah. If people get excited, they're like, all right, let's make something. But if I'm a fan and I hear that, I'm thinking, oh, there's obviously no tour. Because if Justin's going on tour mm-hmm. and it seems like 
they're fighting some kind of battle with their record label, it, it is clear that nothing's in the works. Unless, <laughs> walk with me into the Lululand. Okay, now, girl. <laughs> this is after o- Kristen's already said she's done with it. They, they are overselling yeah. and under-delivering. Mm-hmm. And what you're supposed to do is undersell and over-deliver, which they are not doing right now. Or undersell and under-deliver like we do every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rest of you aboard the Delulu boat, what if Justin's tour is not Justin's tour? They're just calling it Justin's tour so they can do all the hiring, but it's actually a sex tour. That is the most Delulu thing I've heard on this show. It's great here. <laughs> okay, remember when the government was like, hey, by the way, there's aliens out there yeah. and we just kind of forgot about it? Well, <laughs> we like never talked about it again. Well, NASA is confirming that new UFO research is happening and they're looking for signs of life. I firmly believe that I will meet an alien before NSYNC goes on tour. (laughs) (laughs) That will happen first. Drew Barrymore's show won't air during the strike. After all, we'll talk about her apology and the one she deleted on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. The Bird Show. Guys, you gotta do better on dating apps. Abby here is gonna give you great examples of how and why. Yeah, so on the dating app hinge, guys and girls and anybody in between can put these voice prompts on to share a little bit about themselves to tell you what your voice sounds like, you know, to lure you in. And sometimes they go really well, sometimes they go horrible. And that's why we have this segment called Unhinged, where we're going to share some of the worst voice prompts on the apps that have been sent to me. This has now become a group effort. People have heard the segment, they love it, and they're like, I also want to share the horribleness that I've heard on on the dating apps. And so we're going to kick it off real strong (laughs) because somebody sent this to me and they said, I think I found your man. I know you love Taylor (laughs) Swift, and this guy has got some serious pipes on him. Oh, yeah, this is about to happen. Get ready. He's so tall, handsome as hell. He's so bad, but he does it so well. I can see the end as it begins. My one condition is say you'll remember me standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. Um, he sounds like he's trying auditioning for a Disney movie. <laughs> serious, too. So the guys really love to show that they have musical talent. I've heard some guys, you know, sing full on songs, their own rendition of, of music. Sometimes they'll play guitar. And then sometimes they really want to prove to you with their singing voice that they are better than all those other losers on mm-hmm. Hinge. What if I told you that none of these guys on Hinge can sing as good as me? And none of these guys on Hinge will ever treat you as good as me. Uh, cause uh, uh, if I was your man, baby, uh-oh. you would worry about what I do. I'll be coming home back to you every night, doing you right. You're the type of woman to serve good things. Fist full of diamonds, hand full of rings. Baby, you're a star. I just wanna show who you are. You should let me love you. Let me. Yeah, no business doing Mario song like that. He has a lovely voice, like a like a twinge of an accent. Like, he didn't need to do that. Do do, do these dudes know they don't have to do this? I think they want to. I think that's the problem. (laughs) This is not required to be on it. I think they're living in Delululand where they think, oh, this girl's really going to love my singing voice and then she's going to want to go out with me. You know how Bumble has banned ghosting, right? Hinge needs to ban singing. (laughs) Sometimes they're good, though. Show us, Abby, because you're right. right. (laughs) That's a different segment. That's totally hinged. This is unhinged. So we have guys who sing, but we also have guys who, you know, just want to let you know what their red flags are before you go out on a date with them. You probably shouldn't go out with me if you have a fear of rabies because I have a problem with picking up stray animals off the road. Sometimes they just hop in my car and they end up coming with me. <laughs> so oh, wow. okay. I see what he's doing here. Oh, I love animals mm. and I pick up strays, so stay away from me because of the rabies. <laughs> he was better off singing. <laughs> Some guys really want to warn you, too, that they might have just a little bit too much sex appeal. For my special talent, I will be performing my world-famous Mickey Mouse impression. Mm. All right, here we go. Oh, Oh, boy. Hopefully I didn't ruin anyone's pants with that one. Did he say, I hope I didn't ruin anyone's pants with that one? Yeah, because that's what Mickey does for everybody. Uh, We also have, again, more music. Like I've said, this is the worst part about Hinge's guys just really wanting to, um, they think it's American Idol. And it's not. It's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. 
<laughs> what is happening? What was that? I, it's just some dude trying to sing. No, he got high and he thought this will be fun. <laughs> I have a really good idea. Okay, now this. Is there an app for that where you have to be stoned to be on it? I don't know. I think it's a different one. That'd be a great it's Twitter. Not a bad idea. Right? <laughs> yeah. You've got to be high to post anything. No, I think this next guy has definitely heard our debate about whether or not you should use a washcloth in the shower because he's very passionate about this particular subject. Green flags that I look for is when you're taking a shower, I hear the sound of which is usually the sound of somebody washing their ass. You don't want to deal with nobody with a smelly ass. Wow. What? That's a neat guy. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> some guys, some <laughs> green flag is you making sure your personal yeah. hygiene is, okay. is on par. Yeah. All right. That's one yeah. way to do it. You know, yeah. Sometimes these guys have some really good jokes as well. So apparently a lot of medical professionals don't refer to home births as deliveries because technically speaking, when a baby is born at home, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> Hi, my name is Lyle. Welcome to my hand. 100% would date. How mad did I laugh? I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate it. <laughs> Shout out, Lyle. <laughs> okay, now we're back to this. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty. That was, that was that was good. I don't hate it. And now we're back to the singing because this guy really thought, you know, he might land a role in the sequel to The Little Mermaid. This is my official audition for the role of Ariel. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? <laughs> okay, what? What, why? Why? Yeah, that is the one question we why? have. Why? Of all the things, like, okay, he chose to do that, and he's like, this is what's going to get me a date. Hmm. Why would you think doing that is going to, like, <laughs> is going to it's get not. you a date? It's my internal monologue anytime I log on to those things. Oh okay, now this is my final one. How is life outside of the dating apps, by the way? So blissful. Yeah. Oh, my God. My peace of mind has uh-huh. never you. been better. So this is my final voice prompt, and I have to say, this is the most, Hmm. I have never been sent a voice prompt more. I have probably about 20 people in my DMs telling me you have to play this on Unhinged because it's that cringe. Here we go. It is the turkey call. Yeah, so this actually isn't a musical talent, but it is a talent of mine, so I can actually do a really good turkey call uh, for hunting, and uh, I guess I can do one for you now. So basically, you just cup your hands together and uh, put your hands over your mouth, and you just basically go, come here, you little turkey, come here, uh, come here, little turkey, gobble, 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 gobble. What? It's hunting season, y'all. Why? Okay. What and why? I wasn't ready. In some parts of the country, this is going to be a big old turn on. <laughs> like, I think it worked okay. Cass is ready to swipe right. Yes. Oh, yeah. God bless him. <laughs> Play to your strengths, guys. Mm. On, you, you, don't need to, you don't need to record one of these. They think they're playing to their strengths. That's the problem. You're wrong. Yeah, they need to sit down and shut up. Get it. The Bird Show. I, I don't know how it could have been corrected this weekend. I don't know who makes the decisions behind the scenes. You were fired up. Well, I I, I was, um, but like a microcosm of this had to do with me and my son, right? So um, Lionel Messi was supposed to be in town this weekend playing for Miami against Atlanta United, right? And for those that don't follow soccer, Messi kind of a big deal. He's the GOAT, yeah. right? And he's decided that he's now playing in uh, Major League Soccer. And in America, our sport just isn't as big as it is around the rest of the world. So he's left the European leagues. He comes here and there's a huge following, right? So the the schedule came out for Miami and it was against Atlanta United, what, the 16th? So everybody bought all these tickets up knowing that Messi was going to be playing in Atlanta and then the scalpers got to him also because how often do you get to take your kids to go see the greatest of all time? And that's what I was thinking also with my son. Again, this really isn't about me. I overspent for the tickets. I'm going to be just fine, to be honest with you. But 
the amount of stories that I heard because Messi decided this weekend he wasn't going to play in Atlanta. Um, There's a reason why, though, right? Well, there could be a couple of different reasons why people are floating. It has to do with him not liking playing on a, a specific surf, surface, artificial turf. But he said a couple of weeks ago he would play on that turf, which kind of threw everybody off. Then he had some qualifying games uh, for his national team, and he's got a heavy workload coming up in a couple of weeks. So they told us that, look, there's probably going to be a couple of games where Messi doesn't play. We just don't know which ones yet. So everybody buys their tickets uh, to the Atlanta United game. For stupid prices. It was, I paid a ridiculous amount of money. But again, that stadium was filled with people. I talked to people that were flying in friends from San Diego. I talked to one couple that was there from New York. Our uh, Uber driver was telling us he picked up two different couples that flew in from Texas to see Messi also. And they announced the morning of the game that Messi isn't going to be playing. The morning of the game. And didn't also Atlanta United open up all of Mercedes-Benz? Oh, yeah. It was 65, 70,000 deep. Yeah. I mean, it was totally sold out. And while they do very, very well, and their games, Atlanta United, are always fun mm-hmm. to go, this was a special day because we all thought Messi was going to be there. And I don't even know what the excuse really was. If he wasn't feeling great, if he doesn't like playing on turf, the workload... I just feel like it felt like a money grab to me. Mm -hmm. You've got 70,000 people in the stadium, right? And they tell you the morning, the morning of the game, he's not going to be there. That's what didn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. You know, and I'm trying to attack this from every angle. Like maybe Miami doesn't want to tell Atlanta United he's going to be there or not going to be there because they're both still trying to get into the playoffs. And they want Atlanta United to prepare for Messi even though he's yeah. not going to be playing. So maybe that strategically mm. is going on. I just don't feel like the fans were the priority in this this decision or at least telling everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would figure the anger is directed at Miami because there's no way Atlanta could know whether or not Messi was coming or not until Atlanta or until Miami made that decision. Maybe. I, I don't know who I, I don't know who to to point the finger at, I just know that you should have, you guys, you should have seen all these little kids in their messy jerseys and their little Argentina jerseys. Um, I talked to a Honduras family that was sitting right next to me that told me how much that they paid for their tickets also. It was just heartbreaking for the kids. So I don't know who's to blame, but I kind of want to believe that in a, when something like this is so big and it's such an anomaly that Miami would tell Atlanta United a couple of days beforehand that maybe for the fans, we should let them all know he's not going to be here. I mean, maybe for the people who traveled, that could have been beneficial. But for everybody who paid those crazy prices for the tickets, once you find out Messi's not going to be there, you're not going to be able to recoup your money. Oh, God, no. I didn't even reach back. It was a listener that I bought my tickets from, by the way. I didn't even reach back to her because, you know what, that's... That's the game you play yeah, when you're is. buying tickets, you know? I felt like they, they certainly did it on purpose because uh, there were a lot of people the night before the game who were still purchasing tickets because I was one of the people that was actually trying. And you can literally still see the tickets, like, going up and down in the prices. And, and I, I genuinely think that that's why they told you last minute because so many people were still buying overly priced tickets thinking that Messi was going to play even the night before. I mean, he's such an enormous athlete in the soccer world that – I could see parents like literally saving for months and months and months just to take their kids for one time to see a soccer game and see Messi. And that just didn't happen. Uh, so that's really disappointing. I, you know, and then there were some people in my DM saying, maybe if you just showed up and just waved to the crowd, that would have been enough, you know, <laughs> something. But it's very disappointing. Do not take this out on Atlanta United because I do not think that they made the final decision on that. I, I mean, they can't make the final decision on another team's player. Right. Yeah. I just feel like there should have been more of a collaborative effort, especially when it's something this special. It, like the league as a whole, you mean? Right. Yeah. Should let the should put the fans first. I right, one thing that did go off pretty well, maybe minus some of the weather this weekend, was Music Midtown. <laughs> oh, you mean Music Mudtown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We had such a good time. And um, I, I, I got such a great response. <laughs> I want to share what I posted um, on my Insta story. But... Um, we went to Pink Friday night, and then uh, we went to Guns N' Roses last night. And it was my friend and I that went to Pink, and I've never seen her perform live, right? Damn. And that woman, 
she puts on a show. She's really good. It's it's half rock concert, half Cirque du Soleil, and Kristen and I were watching together. She is such an amazing performer, oh. and she connects with her audience oh, on such yeah. an intimate level, right, with the things she's talking about. Mm-hmm. You just love her so much. You do. She, and I mean, the fact that she's literally flying around Piedmont Park doing her Cirque du Soleil stuff and singing live like she's not it, it was just it was bananas yeah. and she it's 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 exciting it's fun it's emotional like it's the whole thing and so i had gone with my one of my best friends that night we just needed a mom's night out and i mean as soon as we walked into piedmont park and got through the entrance and started walking through um that grass slash mud uh <laughs> and like all the nostalgia of past music midtowns kind of like washed over us and like oh we felt young again. Like, I felt like my pre-baby self and, like, watching the show and just feeling light and free. And it just, it reminded me of who I was pre-baby. <laughs> and I feel so often women can kind of lose themselves in motherhood and you forget that person that you were before. She's still there. Um, you've just evolved. And to be able to tap into that again, I mean, it was a weekend and a show mm-hmm. I needed more than I ever realized. And then last night at Guns N' Roses, um, they have aged. Remember oh, Mike no, Myers from really? SNL? <laughs> he looks like a redheaded version of Mike Myers. <laughs> oh, really? And Bart, when I said that to Bart, it was like I had discovered gold. <laughs> um, and, and Axel, he's 60. And he's, I mean, he, but he's still on stage rocking and doing his thing. Um, but the, some of the, the, the shirts he was wearing and what it was saying and some of the things he was saying on stage. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's rock and roll. It's not, it's not 2023. No, it doesn't go away. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying too hard, bud. Who uh, did you end up seeing, Abby? So I got to see Niall Horan, who uh, I was so excited about because One Direction was my first concert ever. So seeing Niall in his solo era felt very full circle. I also got to see Pink, and literally, I was standing next to somebody who looked exactly like Pink, and I was convinced the entire until Pink came out on stage that I was talking to the pink and that she was going to get harnessed up on stage and like flown out onto it. No, real it was quick, amazing. how about you? Uh, I saw pink. Uh, I went after my speech, so I didn't have a lot of time, but I did get to see pink for about four uh, songs and I had a date with me whom I will tell you guys about that <gasps> because she had war heels. And Oh, bad idea. Yeah, that didn't go so well oh. for me that night. Oh, no, no. It's the Burt Show. Get it? The Burt Show.